This is Social Media Simplified, the podcast that takes the guesswork out of using social media to build your audience and increase your exposure on the web. Join us as a social media scholar for exclusive tips, tactics, and strategies to create content, market your brand, and much more. Let's do this. Welcome, Social Media Scholars. This is episode number 11. I am your collaboration connoisseur, Lante Tacona. And as always, Nathan Garrett, your digital dynamo. And on today's episode, a very exciting topic. We are going to be talking about landing pages, ways to capture attention and keep people on your page, and the key ingredient to boost your conversion rate. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So, Nathan, tell me this. First of all, how are landing pages used? Mm-hmm. Where do those fit into a funnel? Mm-hmm. And then maybe we could talk about how to improve on those and optimize those a little bit. Okay. So landing pages are primarily used to get a user to take one specific action. No more than one. So if you have a landing page, but it's the home page of your website, don't do that. Reason why? There's not one specific action you want them to take. When you go on a website, you have the whole entire menu bar and they can go and wander around your site, blah, blah, blah. But if you're, um, if you're marketing a product or an offer or something, you want them to land on a page where they can only take one specific action. Okay, so for example, um, I was looking up books the other day, <clears throat> books on um, web design, and um, when I clicked on one of the links, um, uh, it sort of looked like a pop-up. It wasn't a pop-up, but it was like one page that came up with the book. It, really bold, big letters. It had the title on it. Um, it told me an offer that there was free with shipping if I ordered it. Mm-hmm. And the one button on there was um, subscribe now. Okay. So that was the whole thing, subscribe now. Is that a landing page? Yeah. So they, I, I imagine it asked for your name and your email. My name and my email address. Yeah. That's it. And then when you click uh, click that button, so that was one page. And mm-hmm. the whole entire purpose of that page was for you to land, mm-hmm. landing page, mm-hmm. and to hand over just your name and your email and to subscribe or to go to the next step. Okay. That was one specific action. That's mm-hmm. a landing page right there. Understand. And that's what we call a squeeze page or an email opt-in page. Okay. And you're just doing one thing. The one you're just thing is over collect email. email addresses. That's it. Okay. Now, I understand what that is, and I understand that that's probably uh, something that I'd need to integrate into my business if I haven't already. Having a landing page, if I'm selling a certain thing, mm-hmm. you have one page to collect a certain action. It depends on your objective of that depends page. Depends on the objective. Mm-hmm. So, so what are some good attributes or characteristics of a landing page? If I'm designing a landing page and I want one action mm-hmm. to take place by my audience, what are some things that I should consider? Okay, well, again, there's different types of landing pages based on your objectives. So let's go back to that opt-in page, that squeeze page we were talking about, right? So people land there and you want them to take one specific action, which is to hand over their name and their email. And that's just one type of landing page. Now, another one, if you're trying to sell something, people need to put down their credit card, right? We'll talk about the elements of a sales page. That's a sales landing page. Mm-hmm. So Still for, boils down to one action. That's credit right. Credit card, email. You know, one action, it does. Subscribe. It does boil down to that. It's usually just, hey, buy this. Right. That's it. So let's go ahead and go with uh, an older example we use when you uh, you sell electronic accessories, right? On I'm a Shopify, Shopify store. site, right? I have electronic accessories, so tripods, um, you know, phone cases, car seats. Okay. Is there any yeah. high end products uh, like something that's maybe over like I don't know, two hundred dollars? 
Um, I do have some speakers. Okay. Some, some speakers. Speakers. What do yeah. those go for? Home audio. Uh, one seventy nine. Okay, that'll work. So that's a pretty decent amount of money for someone to put down. And so, the more money they have to put down, the more you're going to have to give them to convince them to buy. Right. And that's where a longer sales page comes in for a landing page. And there's certain elements you want to hit on that page. Mm -hmm. First off, when they land, you need to have a really, really good headline. Something that will intrigue them. Mm -hmm. Now, with your speakers, maybe you could give them a headline where they will get better quality this way and spend less money with your types of speakers. Okay. Or maybe uh, you know a lot about your audience and you know that they want to... I don't know. Maybe they want to impress a girl. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's their objective and they want to like have like the best surround sound or whatever it might to be. To impress a girl. Okay. But think about what they're wanting. They might okay. not want speakers, but think about like the emotional side of it. So it sounds like sounds like what you're saying is that the messaging, the content of a landing page should be um, emotionally provocative, call it that. Brings yeah. out some an emotion or yeah. it feel it directly addresses a pain point, right? Yes. So if some sort of emotion. Yeah, if impressing like a girl was like my pain point, getting these speakers will address that, right? Yes. And so. you want to go ahead and put that in your headline. Mm -hmm. Like how to and how to impress the girl of your dreams with the new Bluetooth, whatever, whatever speakers. Right, okay. I know we're kind of, <laughs> that's kind of a stretch here. Sure. But still, that's that if that's the goal of your audience, mm -hmm. the point really is to look for their pain points or look for their challenges or desires, wants, needs. Put emotional language in your headline. Okay, so here's a, another example. Let's do another one. Um, I'm creating a LinkedIn course. Right. Okay, so different example now. All right. Different example. I'm creating a LinkedIn course mm -hmm. um, on how to use LinkedIn, how to uh, tap into your network, mm -hmm. get relevant content, mm -hmm. and then how to analyze your metrics, okay. your analytics. Cool. So I'm putting this course together, um, and once assume that the course is done, mm -hmm. I'll need a landing page to then sell That's right. this course. So what would that landing page sort of look like and what are some things I need to consider? Okay, that? with this example here, uh, same thing applies, have a very intriguing headline. So whatever their goal is, whatever they want, whatever their desire is, their pain points, Just address how to, how to, it. How to, let's say, grow your network. Sure, how to grow your network from zero to 10,000 people within a certain amount of days without mm -hmm. The guess certain frustrations involved with that. Right. They, that that usually works really well with the headline is how to do something, and we discussed this on another episode. But how to do something, give them what type of quantifiable results they can achieve mm -hmm. within a certain time frame without uh, their frustrations, okay. whatever it might be. Right. That's a very grabbing headline. They're like, man, I want to do this. Oh, well, you do it quickly? Wow, within a month? Mm -hmm. Oh, I have to do this? Mm -hmm. Man, I want it. So that's your headline right okay. away. So then now once, no, I'm just going to stop you right there. Once uh, I have the headline, a good headline, it's captivating, it makes sense, it's relevant, you know, it's, it's, it's achieving what it needs to do. It's getting the person's attention, right? What do I need to do next? Because the objective is to do one thing, which may be collecting emails. Mm -hmm. What do I do to influence that? Two things you can do next. One, you can start with your ad copy and just start writing uh, to them. Usually I would start off with something they can relate with. So if they're, call out their struggles and say, is this you? You're, what you're doing right there is you're qualifying them. Mm -hmm. Is this you? Are you someone that has trouble connecting and keeping uh, your engagement up on LinkedIn? Are you this? Are you this? You're asking them these questions right away because mm -hmm. it qualifies them 
and either they say yes to those questions or no, mm -hmm. which is great because you can go in and weed out the people that don't are not relevant to this anymore mm -hmm. and keep the people that are interested. So you're saying the first step in uh, creating an optimal landing page is one, uh, to, ha to have an intention of it being one action mm -hmm. to take. Two is to have uh, a headline, uh, yes. emotional language sells, that mm -hmm. was in a previous episode as well, something that brings out emotion. And then in the copy, in the, in the actual text of it, um, qualify my visitors, ask them questions. Is this you? Do you have a pain point? Are you interested in growing your network on LinkedIn? Do you not know how to get the relevant followers? These are the questions I'd ask to qualify them, and they're saying yes or no to this. That's right, because okay. that'll lead them to the next part of it. Okay, so what's now the that, next part of that? Well, before I do that, that's one option with qualification of them right away. Mm -hmm. Or you can do a video, a little quick promo video on what you're selling. Sure. That video needs to be about 60 seconds, no longer than that. Mm -hmm. uh, they're gonna ha we're going to have another episode, though, on s promo videos specifically. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to dive too deep into promo videos, but it needs to be 60 seconds, and you really need to grab their attention quickly with something. Okay, so rather than having the, contact, the, the content, the text, mm -hmm. yeah. qualifying the visitor, I can do that through video is what you're saying. Yeah, and I think video converts better now anyway, so I would always recommend doing that. But I've also yeah. seen plenty of landing pages that don't have video and it's they do text. fine. Yeah. Okay. So, so the, the, the second step is to qualify them, right? Yeah, so you have either a video or you can qualify them. I'd mm -hmm. recommend that. And the next thing you want to do is to go into some sort of storytelling. Talk about, really? okay. mm -hmm, yeah, talk about your experience, your frustrations, how you were able to overcome them by doing these certain things. And that's mm -hmm. what you're going to be selling in your course. You were able to overcome it because you discovered these so, things. So this is the point where I'm now going into the pitch, right? And no, you're just telling a story. Telling a story. So they can start to relate with you and your struggles. Right. So this is an interesting process because there's a few steps that we're doing here. The, the first is to create a captivating headline, right? The second is then to qualify the candidates, right, via video or text. And now the third, you're saying, is to tell a story, right? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, when I'm doing uh, my Shopify site ads and things like that, you know, usually the storytelling happens first, mm. right? That's what I think, you know, I tell my story first. But, mm -hmm. you know, we're saying kind of like do it a couple more steps. So, like, talk a little bit more about why that it, the story comes after Mm -hmm. The uh, headline and the qualifying or candidate. Well, because in my opinion, people that land on your landing page, wherever they came from, and if they're going to buy something from you, you want to make sure you find the right types of buyers for this, especially for a course. Mm -hmm. Less so for like an accessory like those Bluetooth speakers, mm -hmm. but for a course, you want to qualify them right off the bat because if later down the road they weren't qualified and they end up buying mm -hmm. and then maybe they're not happy with, with what you gave them, mm -hmm. that's that's going to increase your refund rate, mm -hmm. which is not good, and increase like dissatisfaction rate. Mm -hmm. But if you qualify them right off the bat, you can weed out the people that weren't interested and you won't have those disgruntled customers. Right, because like they know exactly what they want. Yeah. So it's those who take patience enough to be captivated, mm -hmm. qualify themselves, and then understand the story and why this product is, is here, present, being presented yeah. to them. Mm -hmm. That's okay. right. So I think that that's why that should go first, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And again, this isn't like a hard, fast rule. I've seen many landing pages that have different, um, different order of these elements, but mm -hmm. a lot of these elements are there. 
Okay. So you go into the storytelling aspect next because you want to uh, get them engaged. Start reading about your story, your struggles, your journey. Becoming relatable. Yeah, mm-hmm. because they're like, man, uh, that's me right now. Mm-hmm. So how did he get over that? What was his solutions to those problems? Right. And the solution is the course you're selling. Right, okay. So you lead them down that road to saying, hey, you know, I went through this too, but guess what? I discovered the secret to achieve these certain goals with my okay. LinkedIn course. So I have, I have this great headline. They're a qualified candidate. They've read my story, and it's relatable, and they're still interested in this product. Mm-hmm. So the next step is then to ask them for their email address? Not yet, okay. no. So the next thing would be social proof. Okay. Testimonials, past clients, past course takers that really were all about it. And with those testimonials, this isn't uh, this isn't 2009. You know, you can't just put up a written block text of someone, uh, you know, a testimonial, and then put their name next to it. People don't go for that anymore. They have to be real, verifiable people. Mm-hmm. So the the first type of testimonial I recommend: video testimonials, selfie, right? Ask your uh, previous customers, hey. Record a 30-second testimonial with your phone, selfie video. Mm -hmm. Done. First type that you should do. Mm -hmm. If you can't get that, either a text message they Mm -hmm. sent you or a social media testimonial like on Facebook. Mm -hmm. The reason why, it's verifiable. Those are real people. People trust those testimonials more now. Mm -hmm. You can't just do a block of text. So I understand that 100%. What would you suggest for testimonials or social proof for folks who are just getting started? Okay. If you don't have that already. If you don't have that already, honestly, you should not be uh, selling a full course yet. You should be giving away a lot of free content, free courses. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be your full comprehensive course, but give them lots of free content. And then from there, do some outreach. It's like, hey, what did you think of that? Did you enjoy that? Did Mm -hmm. you get any value? If they say yes, hey, would you mind shooting a quick 30-second testimonial for me? I'd really appreciate it and get people to do that for you. Now you have your testimonials. So let's think about this in the context of the LinkedIn course example. So let's say that I was to, um, I have this course and it's completed, I'm ready to start marketing it, right? Yeah. I'm gonna do this through a landing page. Okay. So the first thing is I have my course or my link to my course and I'm um, kind of publishing that to my timeline, hoping that people will click on it. Some people click on it, they end up on my landing page. Very captivating title, it's great. I've qualified them, asked them specific questions. They continue on to read the story behind this course, right? Now, the social proof part, because it's called first of its kind, is not there. So if I had previous content building up to this course, mm-hmm. telling them about this course and the challenges, mm-hmm. would it be appropriate on LinkedIn to maybe use their comments mm-hmm. as social proof? There you go. Like or I maybe said. maybe number of likes on a topic as social proof. Screenshotting that and maybe including it. Yep. Yeah, like I said earlier, the hierarchy of, I guess you would say, believability of testimonials, video first. Mm -hmm. I guess not believability, more like effective, people that will actually like relate with it. Video first. Second, if you don't have video, text message or social media screenshots. Mm -hmm. And so what you're saying right now, LinkedIn screenshots, that's completely fine. I still would recommend if you can get a video testimonial in there, one to three would be great Mm -hmm. to have and then sprinkle in a lot of uh, text messages or screenshots of social media. Okay, so let's take us back to the beginning of this whole thing, right? So landing pages, right? The point of having a landing page is to then bring bring your uh, viewers, consumers, clients to a certain page to take a single action, which may be to collect their email addresses mm-hmm. or their credit card information, ETC, right? Mm-hmm. The first rule of thumb when you're creating a landing page is to create a headline. 
captivating headline that tells them exactly what's going on in this offer, right? Mm -hmm. And the headline is important. Mm -hmm. I was gonna say that if you don't have a headline, you need to have a video. Not a headline, have a video, but still probably a headline. I think it's with still video, important to have, right? It, yeah. Emotional language sells is the key takeaway for the headline. Yes, right? that's right. You then have two ways to then qualify your candidates. You can do that via text, asking them if uh, you know this this offer suits them, if they fit the category of this offer, if they would benefit from it, kind of spelling it out. Or you could do a video where you're explaining it sort of verbally and you add a little bit more personality to it. The next step after that is then to tell the story. Tell the story of the product or tell the story of your journey, which leads into this product overall, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And then the second, the second uh, the, well, the piece that comes after the storytelling is now social proof that that story actually carries and holds water, right? It That's actually, right. Like, and that you have satisfied customers. Customers it, from it. positions it. you as an expert and it boosts your credibility. Okay, okay. And then do we ask for emails? So then, yes, that will be your first call to action button. And if you're trying to sell this thing, you're not just asking for an email, right? You're asking for name, mm -hmm. email, and their credit card info. First call to action. Now the call to action is a, is a button. That's mm -hmm. what we use. And with buttons, you need to think about button text. And okay. I, button text is a thing that I, I just love because they get so creative these days. Mm -hmm. They're not just like sign up. You mm -hmm. can't do that anymore. You can't just say sign up, do that. You need to really convince them to click. Okay. And so if you're selling this LinkedIn thing and whatever your goal might be, say it's uh, you're gonna get them a job. Mm -hmm. You're gonna show them how to optimize their profile, you're gonna show them how to make the right connections, uh, deliver the right type of content, all those things, because they, the goal, they want a job. Mm -hmm. So put that in your button text. Whatever their goals are, put that there. Say, hey, um, after your testimonials, mm -hmm. button text. I want a job or give me the job of my dreams. Something like that. Okay. That will be the button text. Give me the job of my dreams. Right. So you want them to click on that. Because they click on that, they go to the next page now where they're gonna be putting in all their info, credit card, everything like that. Okay. Now you always give them an option to not. Mm -hmm. But that button text with the first button needs to be bright, mm -hmm. needs to be attractive, mm -hmm. needs to be bold, caps, you want them to click on that. Mm -hmm. Get their attention with that. Now, always give them an option to not do it, and that can be a very, very, very tiny, tiny link <laughs> that's not attractive. The font is all lowercase, yeah. and it's gonna it's gonna tell them to click on that if they don't want that desired outcome. Right. Okay. So you would say, again, bringing emotions into this. Bringing right? emotions into it. Always bring emotions. Say, no, I don't want a high-paying job. Okay, so my button text that says sign up now, essentially, is now changed with one really nice and attractive button yes. that says give me the job of my dreams. Yes. And the other button next to it to opt out is grayed out, lower text, yes. and it's no, Very I Very unattractive. No. Hate money. Yes. No, I hate money and I hate jobs. <laughs> there you okay. go. All right. And so who would click on that, right? Okay. So that's the goal. People will, but like that's the goal right there is right. to make that button so unattractive. Right, right, right. Okay. So that's your first call to action. Okay. Next, um, would you say? Would you say? Now, a part of this episode is what are the key ingredients or the key ingredient to boost your conversion rates? Would you say a lot of this uh, ties back to this button? Yes. Sure, the whole experience, but this button. Yes, the key ingredient, in my opinion, is split testing your button text. All right. Try not different ones. And it colors and colors. And so, colors. Right? You can you can go through lots of different split tests of that. But 
in my opinion, that is what really will convert because you've already given them lots of stuff. Mm -hmm. They need to know about social proof. They need to know about all, those are so important. Story, mm -hmm. But what they're gonna be clicking on, that's huge. So you gotta make that as attractive as possible. Okay, fantastic. So clearly button text is extremely important when it comes to boosting your conversion rate. What are a few other things that we need to consider aside from just the button color and text? Okay, so again, I just wanna reiterate, this doesn't have to be the exact order that I'm telling you, it can, and again, it depends on what your objective is of the page, mm -hmm. but these elements I'm describing are very, very important, very integral to the success of the landing page. Okay. So after that first call to action, you wanna have an FAQ, because people are gonna wanna know, all right, how much does this course cost? Um, how many uh, lessons are in it? What will I exactly learn? Why learn this? Why not learn this? Give them FAQs, and the way to write FAQs is to mm -hmm. survey your audience already. Okay. Ask them questions already. See what their major questions would be around this type of topic. Mm -hmm. Put those in your FAQs. When you say survey your audience to find out the FAQs, um, are you talking about like you know Survey Monkey, like formal surveys, or are you talking about let's say gathering intel, maybe um, just hearing it and recording what people are saying, or like maybe doing a kind of scouring the the platform of your choice. In this case, it's LinkedIn and seeing what people are challenged with and then kind of like proof of concept, yep. proving to yourself that That's these, right. these are. It's kind of like validation in a way. You already mm -hmm. have a huge audience on LinkedIn anyway, so mm -hmm. just go and reach out to them. Say, hey, what are some of your biggest struggles? What are, uh, if you were to buy a course on this, what would you like to see? And that kind of stuff. You're validating your product, one. Mm -hmm. And two, you're getting a lot of their feedback on what they're struggling with or what kind of questions they would have if they were to buy a course. And there you go, that can be your FAQ. Mm, okay. So give them that, give them FAQ, and then reiterate more of the benefits of the course mm -hmm. after that. Reiterate more social proof, mm -hmm. more of that in there as well. Reiterate the call to action. A lot of this is rinse and repeat now, but mm -hmm. you wanna put the call to action again down there. Why? Because mm -hmm. they might scroll down through the FAQs, they're right. scrolling down the benefits, and they're getting farther and farther away from that first call to action. Right. So you need to go ahead and give them it again. Right. I want the job of my dreams. Mm -hmm. Give them that action again. So this landing page, is, it's actually there's quite a bit of content that's involved in building a, a successful and optimized landing page, right? So initially we start out with the, uh, the headline that we have a video or text qualifying them. We then have a story about the product. From there, we then have a call to action where we're optimizing our landing page button or a call to action button, color text. And then after that, we're then, uh, oh, sorry, before that, we're doing social proof. Oh, lots of social proof. Storytelling, social proof, mm -hmm. and then we go into the call to action button. After the call to action button, the first one you're saying is we need to have an FAQ section where we're kind of addressing the general population's concerns, topics, discussion points. An FAQ section which we can either survey our audience by or potentially gather that intel somehow, just proving that the concept is, is the challenge is there and there is a solution out there. Mm -hmm. And then everything else that comes after that, of mm -hmm. course, there needs to be a call to action button, but it's rinsing and repeating what is it, maybe like bite sized information from the previously. That's right. Said. Yeah, more, more benefits. You can add on stuff. It doesn't have to be the exact same stuff as, as above. And to just talk about that button text one more time, the reason why we're putting the FAQ after the first call to action is because when they first see that, that button, mm -hmm. With any sales thing, they're gonna have objections. And those objections can be addressed immediately after in the FAQ. All right. That's why you do that. There is a flow to it, like a psychological flow on right. purpose. So it's it's more so you're not kind of just ending the conversation. If somebody wants to opt in, you're still in. If you opt out, then right. you're done. The first the first thing they see is that button or after you've 
give them the other elements and they see the button, mm-hmm. they're going to have objections immediately to buying. But so there's a little address bit more, them. A little bit more address the, them mm-hmm. right away. Here, FAQ, here's what some of the people have asked and here are your answers. Right. Going more into the benefits after that. Um, let's see. From there, after the benefits, you're going to want another call to action. Right. Reiterate that call to action. Uh, and above that, give them more social proof. Same stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, lastly, after that call to action, go ahead and give them a preview of the course. Okay. You can give them like a screenshot of some of the lessons you've already created so they can kind of see what they're getting into. They okay. want to kind of see it. Maybe even create a quick video tutorial. Like, hey, here, welcome everyone. This is the this is the back room of the course, right? We're actually in it now. And I'm going to show you kind of how it goes, how it flows together, give you a preview of the content. Mm-hmm. Okay, excellent. Right, so this is a. It sounds like this is a very robust formula yeah. into making a landing page. Sorry, to interject. Yeah. One more thing, the the length of your landing page is mm-hmm. directly correlated with your price point. Any, the length of your landing page is cor- correlated to your price point. That's right. So okay. you need to give them lots more information if mm-hmm. your price point is higher. If your uh-huh. price point is lower, not as much required. Not as much required. Interesting. So for the tripod business, there's only so much you really need to know about the tripod. True. Big hitters probably don't need a lot of, maybe social proof is important. Storytelling could be important, but frequently asked questions, I could probably address that immediately before it becomes a, you know, is it adjustable? What's it made of? These are the things I can kind of highlight earlier. So yeah. not as long as a page, of, a, of a page, but the LinkedIn courses, for example, it's, you know, it's why this course is important in the headline, what it's doing for you. Um, here is uh, here are the people who might be interested in it, qualifying them. I then can use a video or text to give them a little bit more information as to what we're going to learn, the objectives of the course, maybe the outcomes. Mm-hmm. Afterwards, um, I then have social proof of potential challenges that the course is addressing. These could be screenshots, comments, likes. They could be video testimonials, which would be better. Any type of anyone that had a journey that where they journey. went along and they actually took your course or and your free content, results. and they're like, "I got results from this by uh-huh. Lante's course." Then I'd have a call to action for those reading, asking them if they'd like to do this, and if they object, then there's probably a funny, you know, deny button. That's right. But uh, the goal isn't to exclude them from the conversation; it's then to address the frequently asked questions, which may not have been addressed in the story or the headline. That's right. Right. So giving them another additional information, another source of additional information. Um, social proof is important in that regard because these are frequently asked questions, questions that many people are asking, mm-hmm. which they may already have. And you've surveyed your potential surveyed your audience. And I have the answer. Yeah, and, and these the are the solution. people you would sell to. So it's like, why not? Why don't you ask them what mm-hmm. they're looking for? It'll validate your product, one, and you'll hear about their objections, mm-hmm. which you can have rebuttals. Mm-hmm. FAQ is your rebuttals. The rebuttals. All right. And then after that, um, I could highlight some more of the benefits. But really, the key component is then to have a preview of the course, per se, in this case. Uh, maybe a bite-sized soundbite of the course itself, maybe the creation of the course, but something to then show them the experience that they will have, mm-hmm. right? That's right. Yeah, and so also having uh, more social proof above that, uh, another call to action, and then having that preview of the course. And then after the preview, more social proof, call to action. This has been a fantastic episode. I've actually learned a lot, and uh, I am producing a LinkedIn course, so I'm going to apply a lot of these tips and tricks and strategies uh, when it comes to building that out a little bit more. So, so Nathan, how do we get in contact with you to learn a little bit more 
about landing pages and boosting our conversion rates. Yeah, so again, Nathan Garrett here, your digital dynamo. You can find me at nathangarrett.net. And on the next episode, we're going to be talking about how to structure promo videos, why the first three seconds counts, and the number one mistake that everyone is making. As always, guys, I'm your collaboration connoisseur, Lante Tacona. You can connect with me on LinkedIn at L-A-N-T-E-I. Thanks for listening.